Welcome back to Talk Green to Me. This is episode 8 AAA. We are trying something different and we'll be releasing the interviews as their own minisodes. Today, we have a special guest who has been working in the field of battery recycling for the past three years. And before that, she studied about battery recycling as well as scrap metal recycling. We're very grateful to have Taya Morfid on Talk Green to Me. Hi, Taya. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good, good. We always get started by just asking kind of a little bit about your background and how you got into the recycling field. So. Sure, yeah. I majored in chemistry in undergrad. All I really knew at the time was that I wanted to go into the environmental field somehow, wanted to help out with sustainability in some form. Then started thinking about what I could do as a chemist. I realized I was really less interested in environmental remediation, so I didn't find it as exciting solving the pollution at the end of life of a product. Wanted to help make products better from the get-go and fix our management streams. So recycling became something I was more and more interested in. Went to grad school for uh, sustainable materials, got involved with metals recycling and scrap recycling. And then I did some work with batteries and electronics also. And now I'm working in the field of battery recycling. Awesome. Just kind of getting started with like batteries in general. Why does like a battery end up not working anymore or why does it fail? Over time, usually what ends up happening is you, you're charging your battery so much, charging, discharging, charging, discharging. You start decomposing some of the material inside the battery. Basically what happens is you build up thicker and thicker layers on what's called the anode and the cathode, positive and the negative sides of the battery start building up these layers inside your actual battery that make it harder and harder for a charge to pass through. And that reduces the overall amount of energy you get from your battery over time. When they fail, can we just throw them away or... No, we would rather you don't throw them away. Um, when they fail, depends really on the type of battery it is. So lead acid batteries, um, nickel cadmium, nickel metal hydride, hydride, lithium ion batteries, alkaline batteries. So all these different types. If your battery fails, you would first look at what type of battery it is. Maybe it's a normal lead acid car battery, a normal AA, AAA battery from you know, small electronics or a rechargeable battery from your phone or computer or even from a car. All of those have their own recycling loops and collection mechanisms. So you would just want to decide which type of battery it is and then dispose of it properly according to the type. Are there specific hazards related to batteries that make them like bad to just kind of throw in the trash? Most of the hazards come either from the electrolyte in the battery, which in the case of, for example, lead acid batteries can be very acidic or from the metals contained in them. So lead or cadmium or the heavy metals and even lithium ion batteries, really something we want to keep out of the groundwater and our overall human systems. And so are those the things that get recycled in the battery? Yep. Okay. The metals are really what we're after when okay. we're recycling batteries. Yeah. So can you give us like a, an overview of kind of how battery recycling works? 
Sure, yeah. The recycling industry is actually really very similar to mining industry. Okay. Um, not a lot of people know that, but when you're getting down to materials like these batteries, it actually starts to become something sort of similar to an ore, where you have these different types of metals kind of more or less stuck together and you're trying to figure out how to separate them and that's really similar to what people do when they're trying to dig stuff out of the ground yeah. in the first place. Um, starting up front, you would collect the batteries from the consumer. So a large distribution network um, that brings all the batteries back to a central processing location. And is that um, like all batteries and then you sort them or are there separate streams to like collect the different types? Um, usually there are separate streams for most of the different types. There's some sorting of the smaller batteries. For example, AA, AAA batteries can sometimes get mixed with some of the rechargeable lithium-ion batteries. So some sorting of that, but for the most part, they have their own separate collection routes. Okay. And then once you have all of the batteries at a recycling facility, first step is manual separation. Um, sorting if you need to, like we just mentioned. And then, especially for these larger car batteries coming back, you need to separate and remove the battery itself from the rest of the car module okay. um, and the non-battery components from the, say, steel scrap, aluminum scrap. And then you can actually also recycle that material as well. So then once you have just a battery, so we'll take lithium-ion batteries, for example, you can do some sort of discharge step to dissipate the energy in them. That's mainly to prevent fires in your processing step. Then maybe some sort of size reduction through shredding the batteries themselves. Um, and then separation to recover all the valuable metals inside. So that could be nickel, cobalt, manganese, um, and copper and aluminum, and even steel for the lithium-ion batteries. Um, and that separation process can be done either through pyrometallurgy, which is heating and melting the metals and separating them based on their metallurgical properties in that way, or hydrometallurgical separation, which is um, actually dissolving all of these metals in acid and then using more specific chemical techniques to recover the metals of high value. Okay. Um, and actually, oftentimes, those pyro and hydro techniques are used together to make the most efficient separation process. What about all the other stuff that's not necessarily the metals? The outside packaging, um, that's actually one of the more difficult parts of the process to handle just because it's this plastic product that doesn't have very high value for one and also is maybe contaminated a little bit with some of these heavy metals. So the best option at the moment is really energy recovery from burning the plastics. Okay. At some point, potentially, there could be some reuse strategies for the plastics, um, but at the moment, that's they're primarily processed either just through landfilling or waste energy. And so in terms of this process, are there companies that are actually doing it or is it more being researched to kind of see if we could do it in the future? Yeah, I mean, so again, it depends on the type of battery we're looking at. Um, lead acid batteries have a really refined system for processing and it's a very regulated industry um, and they have a great super high um recycling efficiency which is excellent and really shows what you can do if you have a little bit 
more regulation and pressure on an industry. And then otherwise for other battery recycling systems, lithium ion, again, hot topic, the largest by volume battery at the moment. There are companies um, like, for example, Retrieve in Canada and Umicore in Europe who are currently recycling batteries, as well as a lot of different automotive disassemblers who essentially do the first part of the recycling process, um, do some of the manual sorting and disassembly of these larger EV batteries and then ship them off to the larger processors. So yeah. In terms of the improvements, what are kind of like the main challenges that are there, you know, still that still need to be addressed before this can be like widespread? Honestly, the biggest challenge in battery recycling is really the logistics and the collection of it. In all of the recycling industries, your margins are very low. Um, You're trying to make money, ideally, off of processing a material by processing it more cheaply than it is to sell, basically. So you spend less money processing the material than you would make if you would sell it to someone else. The problem with these large now EV batteries coming back um, is that they're very heavy and they're distributed all across the country. And so shipping those to a central processing facility actually costs a large amount of the money that you would use to recycle initially. Um, And so a lot of logistical challenges. Managing the plastics is also something that I think universally in the recycling industry um, we need to get better at and figure out what to do with the plastics because they're ubiquitous um, but also very mixed. So, you know, you don't just get a single stream of the same type of plastic. If you did, it would be a lot easier to handle, but unfortunately that's not the case. So in terms of, say, like a battery, like it goes bad, can you recover everything from it? Or are there parts of the metals inside that are kind of lost? See, in theory, you can recover um, all of the metallic components, especially if you have a large enough collection group and they all have the same chemistry. Currently, you'd probably lose a lot of the organics, so that's the electrolyte inside the battery, and then again, the plastics. As like these EV batteries, which are bigger and heavier, as they're becoming more prevalent and there are these problems with transporting them, do we see more of them kind of ending up in landfills? Fortunately, no. Okay. Um, (laughs) The good news is that since the car battery is so big, you're a lot less likely to misplace it or forget it. Like, can actually and does happen with more of these um, cell phone batteries and, right. and computer batteries. Those can get misplaced, thrown in the trash. It's, it's a lot smaller, easier to forget about. Um, car batteries are a little bit bigger, so um, most responsible car dismantlers are going to figure out something to do with the battery. It's really just a, it's going to cost money for... If you are not connected with um, a good network of uh, EV battery collection. Um, but in terms of the recycling process, are there environmental concerns? How, you know, the metals being melted or fumes and things like that? Fumes, as you mentioned, emissions may be the biggest environmental concern um, that could exist. 
However, of course, these processing facilities are highly regulated and managed, kind of like any type of chemical processing plant. Yeah. Um, so they usually process the air emissions um, and maintain strict control of the water emissions as well. Okay. So no major concerns there. And since you work in research in this area, can you tell us about like new research or new technologies that are coming up that, you know, is exciting for you or just Mm -hmm. for the field in general? At the moment, it's a bit academic, but there are people researching um, direct cathode battery recycling. Okay. So the cathode is for lithium ion battery, um, where the high value metals are the nickel, cobalt, um, manganese, or aluminum. And instead of going all the way down to the individual element, um, people are doing research and trying to directly reuse the cathode um, with the full mixture of, say, nickel, manganese, and cobalt, um, cleaning up the cathode through various processing methods, and then actually putting it back into the process to produce a new battery. It's not quite ready for industry use, um, but it's an exciting idea that could definitely enable the recycling and processing um, of batteries as we start using cheaper and cheaper inputs. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are there new research being done with just batteries as a whole? Yeah, there's a ton of research going on in batteries. Um, It's really big business right now. Um, Most of the focus, I would say, is on increasing energy density. Um, So what I mean by that is you have a certain, essentially, volume that a battery takes up um, in your car, for example. um, And you say, I can go 100 miles with this battery pack. What a lot of research is focused on is trying to make the same size battery pack be able to take you 200 miles. Um, So not necessarily working on trying to reduce the weight of a battery pack, but if you push in more energy in the same size of battery pack, you're sort of doing the same thing. Yeah. And so with the metals that kind of get recycled um, and, you know, recovered, do those get put back into like new batteries or can that metal be like distributed as just like, here's Mm -hmm. a block of metal? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say right now for the most part, most of uh, the battery materials that are recovered um, go back into their individual metal stream. Okay. So there's no guarantee that your recovered metal from a battery is going back into the battery, but there is of course the guarantee that it's preventing the same amount of that metal from being mined in the first place, which is, you know, the really large environmental benefit. Okay. Do you know anything about supercapacitors or fuel cells, anything of that sort that's kind of coming up to replace batteries or work in conjunction with them? Yeah. um, I'm not so familiar with those other technologies, of course, but there's no way we can know right now which technology is going to win. Um, And as a lot of people reference, if we want to move away from fossil fuels and more towards the green economy, we're really going to need all the help we can get so it'll probably be some combination of fuel cells and evs and super capacitors everything helping out to um, move cars and store energy you know all the technology that we can use in the future 
And then do you have any kind of like fun fact that you've picked up just being in the field or? One of the larger misconceptions about lithium ion batteries and EVs in particular um, is that they're more dangerous than okay. a normal internal combustion engine. And it's actually really not the case. If you standardize, look at by miles driven, for every 1 billion miles driven, there are 30 internal combustion engine fires. Um, so this is highway miles driven. And only three EV okay. electric vehicle That's a lot better. Fires. Yeah. yeah. That's way so <laughs> electric vehicles get a bad rap because they're kind of the new kid on the block. Yeah. But they're actually pretty safe and they do a really good job. And these batteries are built very robustly and they're pretty strong. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast. We yeah, really no appreciate problem. it. Thanks for having me. This episode was edited by Manali Banerjee and Nasreen Khan. We had music from Saucy Boy Records. Check out their new band's new EP called Fair Mountain. And you can also find us at TGTM Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram.